Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. Hope you're having a great day. You're listening to or watching this episode of the Service Business Mastery Podcast, the podcast focused on service business owners, managers, and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves. I'm your host, Tersh Blissett. Today, we have Chris Yano with Rhino Strategic Solutions. And uh, what is Rhino? Who is Rhino? Um, what do they do? Um, if you're in the HVAC industry, you've probably heard of Rhino. You may not know a lot about Rhino though. So it's that, that's why we're here. That's why we're having this conversation. And if you have any questions, first off, don't hesitate to reach out to Chris and his team at Rhino. They do an amazing job and they are always super open about answering questions uh, to help out you as a contractor. So with that being said, welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. So a little bit of a, a tidbit, tidbit of information behind the scenes, if you will. Uh, we this we are not just now going live. We've been live already in one of our <laughs> uh, Facebook groups. But uh, yeah, so if you're watching this live on, uh, I think it's on my personal page now, uh, feel free to comment and, uh, and ask any questions along the way. We'll get them answered. If for some reason you don't get your question answered right now, reach out to Chris and his team. Chris, where, what's the best place for them to reach out to? Uh, I would say just, um, well, you can either go to the website at rhinoss.com, which is R-Y-N-O-S-S.com, um, or you can meet our Facebook page. Uh, email is info at rhinoss.com. Like, I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Cool. Well, with that being said, welcome to the show, Chris. And what's, uh, what is Rhino and, and, and what do y'all do? Yeah, sure. So, one, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you know, kind of, uh, for those who who may be on here, you know, we also have a podcast, to the yes, Point Home Services podcast. <laughs> but you know, man, like I actually leaned on Tersh a lot when we were starting that thing. So, um, and it's been wildly successful last year. But I appreciate you helping me out in the beginning with that, dude. I, you yeah. know, you you know how, you know how much I care about that. So, thanks. It's my pleasure. Um, yeah. So, uh, Rhino Strategic Solutions is a internet marketing company specifically for the trades. Um, it's been that way the last 13 years. So really HVAC, plumbing, electrical are the majority of our customers, but we only do digital marketing. So pay-per-click, SEO, websites, social, chat. Um, you know, the biggest uh, thing that I think that, or the, what I'm most proud of is that we've only done that for the trade. So basically, dude, we're like eat, live, and breathe. I mean, it made us an essential business. I'll tell you what, I was grateful for that. We're now you know, recession-proof and pandemic-proof. I love yeah, that. True that. Um, so that's it. I mean, really the, the biggest you know, objective that we have is people are paying us to, I say, yes, it's digital marketing as a service we provide, but it's to grow their business. And, mm -hmm. and our kind of slogan, if you will, is we exist to grow your business, period. And we live by that. Um, you know, so what's What's the benefit of doing it just digital and not and not like paper or print or, or, or any of that stuff? Like what what's what made you decide that and 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 like why? Okay, so here's the nerd answer. Okay. Um, it became it comes it actually was just accountability. Accountability with digital, it was easier to know exactly how we were doing, mm -hmm. and there's a level of accountability to that that was certainly helpful. Uh, but I also have ADHD, so like I had to focus on one thing that I was really good at, and so. Um, it was just digital. I learned search engine optimization back in 2004. So, which is like forever ago. Yeah. And I uh, started learning how to build websites and things like that. Now, the way I saw it is I didn't mean to get into, into heating and air conditioning, which is kind of the first you know trade I got into. It's just, I kind of got sucked into it because my biggest customer was the HVAC and plumbing company out of Indianapolis. Mm. And, um, but here's what happened is that I, uh, if I just focused on HVAC and plumbing at that point in time, then my thought was, if I'm doing it every day, I'm going to get really good at it. 
So I should be able to start bringing in because really every customer wants the most amount of leads for the least amount of money. Like that's never changed in you know 13 years I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. So if I only stayed in my lane and focused on digital and I could look at analytics and data and measure, okay, I spend this on this service campaign and I can bring in X amount of service leads for X cost per lead in this market with this, with the weather at 80 degrees versus 70 degrees versus 60 degrees. I could just nerd out on the data and figure out how can I run these campaigns effectively? So I didn't have enough bandwidth to do any other service, you know, industries outside of that. So yeah. I thought if I just focus on the trades, the only thing I can do is all I have to do is chase the technology. And that made me become um, accidentally a key player in like an OG in internet yeah. marketing for the trades. <laughs> so that is really cool though, because whenever you think so back, probably hmm, what year, maybe 2014, uh, when I started my uh, other HVAC company, HVAC plumbing electrical company, I really was searching for, you know, okay, so I wanted a website. And, but the problem that I had was like every, all the research, I mean, first thing you do, get on YouTube, you know, look <laughs> up what you got to get, what you got to do and all this other stuff. N- nobody was really there for the trades. And so like, I'm, I'm like, looking at restaurant stuff, but then they get into like menus and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I don't really, eh, I don't really need that stuff. So like uh, maybe I, but I could maybe turn that over for service parts or service repairs. Maybe, I don't know, but it's back then. I know I, I just couldn't find anybody that was specifically for the trades uh, other than probably like one of the one plumber guy. Um, but that, that it was just, it was such a pain point for me. So whenever I first, when I first met you and, and was introduced to you, I'm like, Oh yes. Like legit. He's just just does it for the trade. So like, you know, what gets us. Cause even now, if I'm, if I ask a question, it's like, Oh wow. I've never had to deal with that. Like how do you create content that is creative and, um, and engaging for an audience that, only wants you for demands, you know, only, only needs you for an emergency. And other than that, they're not just going to go surf your website for funsies. So like, how do you, how do you still create content for that type of audience? And so like, listening to you talk about that is, has always been really super awesome. Well, you hit the nail on the head. Actually, the, the thing that's probably the, the best thing that happened to me was it, that I get to go after that demand service because the only time I'm pulling somebody in is when they're actively looking for your, you know, for HVAC or plumbing or whatever, but nobody in, in mind. So it's like mm-hmm. the best case scenario. So, and you know, the analytical nerd side of me kicks in of like, all right, well, if I can just focus on how to bring in a service lead, how to bring in an install lead, a drain cleaning lead, you know, a water heater lead. I just, we would run like, I'm talking my wife and I started this, you know, that uh, yeah. started the company. And today there's a little over a hundred of us, um, but still focus on the trades, but the values and the processes are, are very much the same. It's um, we just learned, we ran thousands and thousands of ads for a HVAC company to figure out how to pull in a service lead. So which ads to run at what point in time and which location in the United States of America, really in Canada at this point, now we're in Australia. Um, but it was, how can I pull in a service lead? Because listen, I understood um, on your end, like with service emperor is, window time was money too. Like, so I really started to understand sure. your side of the business to know what am I doing that's impacting the bottom line. And so if I could pull in, you know, uh, you get, you needed a hundred new service leads a month and 50 new install leads a month. That's what I would go after. That's what the team does today. We find a number and that's what we shoot for. I can just figure out now what should my cost per lead be? 
Mm. Like what, based on all the data we've got, what should my cost really do to know how to create a proposal? Like this comes from years of doing the same yeah. thing over and over and over again and only in these industries. And listen, like I just had this conversation with a customer of mine today just came on board. We don't always get it right. And we're, I believe, I believe we're the best. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't always get it right because listen, Google is Google. Like they right. throw stuff <laughs> out and like, even as, as figured out as we have it, sometimes it like we have months that are off. Like you don't get it right 100% of the time. Nope. Neither do I. But I have to believe I get it right more th- more than most. Right, right. But I'm that guy, you know, like, you, you know, you and I have some mutual friends too and they're competitors of mine. I champion them just as much and they ask me for help and I give them help. You yeah. know, I, so I'm not opposed to doing those things too. But it all, everything that we do in here is data driven. Yes, there's a little bit of intuitiveness to it from being in the industry so long. But I believe people rely on us when technology and things advance. I am chasing those new things for my customers because I want to deliver the best results for them that I can. So sometimes, you know, I don't have to learn the industries. I have to learn to chase the technology. Yeah, absolutely. So I completely, I completely spaced out and we didn't even talk really about uh, Rhino itself and, um, you know, where you're at and, and your team and everything. Can you give us a little share about that? Yeah, I mean, we blew right by that, didn't we? We did. <laughs> um, yeah, so Rhino's, uh, my headquarters is in Phoenix, Arizona, which is where I am. Uh, we have a, another office over in Charlotte, which is where my man, Tall Paul's at. Um, and we uh, started the company though in Indiana, like I was saying. And um, mm. what's, what's interesting about that is um, Indiana was kind of on this kick to grow technology. So they were giving out grants. And this is when, um, you know, Vice President um, Pence was the governor of Indiana. So he gave us a sweet little oh. grant in the technology space, air quotes, hmm. to um, hire people. And, um, and then he left, you know, went to go be yeah. vice president. Right. So, uh, so we shifted everything out to Phoenix. And really, this has kind of become home base for us. It'll always be home base for us. Um, and everything's done out in here. Like people will hear like, we've got a hundred plus rhinos. They think I'm doing everything overseas. I do everything in house and everything's in the United States of America. So I don't outsource anything to save money um, because I don't believe it's the best product to put out there based on what I've experienced. Mm -hmm. So everybody's in house, man. We're one big happy family. We all bleed orange, but I'll tell you what's cool about it. And you've got to know this is that um, culture is the of the utmost importance to me. And we're like, we say rhino family because we treat everybody exactly like that. You know, I, I, you know, you know me, man. I pray for my family. I pray mm-hmm. for my employees and my and my customers and my partners every single morning. Yeah, absolutely. That's that is amazing. So, with um, with that being said, um, y- y'all do PPC, SEO, like building websites and stuff, and then also um, LSA. Is that is that correct? Oh yeah, social chat so oh you know. social okay yep. i left social off that's so where Gary came in. <laughs> that's right yes i completely spaced on that yeah um so uh you you're i mean you're constantly working with gary v and and everything with uh with social how how has that experience helped and, and changed and transformed things for you yeah man so it was cool because <clears throat> excuse me we had gary on the podcast really what's good about having him on is his uh v factor what we'll call it is he always is, he's really great about thinking outside the box but he's also super far ahead of uh in the social space mm-hmm. and and um and he's really great with branding so really where the value comes in from gary is getting those things but his team is phenomenal and they really helped us um operationally and uh, like when like here's a perfect example is whenever I first you know met with Gary, we had dinner and we kind of mm-hmm. talked about our plan of partnership. Mm-hmm. 
it was around building out the social media side of the business and video production side of the business for our home services customers just to try and I really wanted to roll out the best service I could. Okay. So he uh, basically rolled into his COO, James Orsini, who basically is the one that takes all Gary's ideas and makes them happen. Right. And we got to work a lot with him. So we really structured ourselves in a great way. But when voice search was huge in the beginning, yeah, that's a perfect example where I was like, what do you know about voice search? So I don't know that I can get my customers to come up when somebody does a search on their phone. Because if you don't yeah. know, if you speak into your phone uh, for a voice search, it delivers a different result versus if you type it in your phone. Right. So I was like, how can I win that game for my customers? And he was one able to kind of connect me with his voice search specialists. And I connected with my team. And that's just another way we're trying to do it to stay ahead of the game in technology. So is voice search still um, as big of a deal that we should be focusing on? Absolutely, man. I for sure think about how often you talk to your phone. I mean, listen, you're going to be taking a shower one day, even though you don't have any hair to wash. Um, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Um, but then say, you know, you'll be able to talk to your shower head and say, I need some more shampoo. And it's going to come to your door via Amazon. That's not unrealistic, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it 100%. Because <laughs> I mean, right now, all you're going to do is say, I'm not going to say it because my phone and my iPad is going to go crazy. But hey, <laughs> somebody. And, um, and you know, it's go ahead and get this on order or, or you know. Uh, add this Amazon cart, whatever. Yep. Um, so with that, like what, what can you give us a little behind the scenes of like a, a sneak preview of what, what you can do to help that voice search? Yeah. So um, the key ingredient here is, is long tail keywords. Like think about what, okay. what, what people questions ask on the phone. And then you want to write, say a blog on your page that has mm-hmm. that question and the answer attached to it. So content is still King. Um, it is searching for that content. Um, certainly making sure that you're doing on your like GMB or Google Maps stuff to um, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, making sure you're utilizing the Q&A platform in there and filling it out with questions and trying to get that stuff. So with that, with, with that question and answer section of GMB, um, isn't that where somebody else would ask us a question and we answer it or it do is. We, actually, we go in there? Nope, somebody else, but you can certainly influence those things oh, you know, okay. to try and get the right questions asked you know, right. and answered in there. Um, because it can't, it will pick that stuff. That's just a, you know, it's another piece of the puzzle, but really if if the one thing that you can impact directly is your own blog page on your site. So, so SEO is still king, would you say, or is it SEO dead? No, man. SEO is like in here, um, because we track everything separately, Mm -hmm. SEO, the expense, the cost per lead and the revenue, because we can pull in service Titan data or house call pro data straight into the um, dashboard. Yeah. is we can see which ones are successful. SEO is by far still king. Now, LSA has been great. Mm. Um, for those who may not know, you might not even know, when Google launched what used to be called Google Home Services in the beginning, which is now the LSA program, LSA. Mm-hmm. we beta tested that for them. They flew into oh, my office that. in December of 2014, and we beta tested it for them through 2015. Oh. Oh. It's way different. So mm-hmm. this is when I knew, and we now, we now have uh, a couple of those ex-Googlers that were on that team that worked for Rhino. But, get out um, of here that's what's up <laughs> um you ain't messing so around shout out, shout out to Wyatt you probably ain't listening but um <laughs> but it, what's uh cool about that is it kind of gave us an idea of what that was going to look like and mm-hmm. I so we had an idea that with the LSA program it was super successful for a lot this year and I'm so grateful to hear all the cool success stories from it it's going to shift and change like even with the bidding the bidding piece changing it has to there's no yeah. way it would sustain mm-hmm. so this is where I feel like having been in this industry has been really helpful because I'm just chasing the technology. And that is part of what we chase is that, but hundred percent SEO. If you run a solid search engine optimization campaign, and I'm not talking like, like it's smoke and mirrors. You need to know, like it's be more than just ranking. 
If you do that, it makes your cost per click on that pay-per-click campaign cheaper. So you can get more out of your pay-per-click budget. How long was it take from like, say we had a fresh website to like being game changing worthy? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, if you're in a small Metro, which I'm talking half a million and under, um, a population and under, um, you know, three months, you should be able to see some significant improvement in your, in really, your rankings. That fast. I think so. Yeah. I mean, based on, I mean, that's an expectation we have internally here, um, is that we need to see improvement. You should see improvement month one. I don't know if it's going to be game changing, but, right. um, within three months you can do, you know, your site will have been crawled say at least three times, maybe four. Hmm. And by that point in time, you should have had enough, you know, updates and things done that weren't so much at spammy that you'll boost your rankings. What happens so, if you had a trash site and then you're going in and fixing it? Yeah, that- man. And that's where it's like, this is where, why I always say not everybody's a rhino. A lot of times yeah. it's easier for us to scrap what they've got, regardless how long they've had it. Use the same domain name, but build new. Mm. Cause then at least I know what I'm getting. True. Um, and there's a lot of stuff too. And we've, we've really cleaned it up more going into 2021 of we try to, I don't have to guess on where to put what button and what call to action on a website to make it convert to a lead. Sometimes people are like, Oh man, I just dropped $20,000 on the site. And I'm like, damn, that's, mm, I'm sorry. Sucks. So, that so, sucks. but at the end of the day, the only reason a website exists is to create business. That's its only job is yep. to convert traffic into leads. That's its only reason for existence is to do that. So if it's not functioning, right, it's like your CSR not functioning, right? Mm. Bam. Boom. Mike Bam. 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 <laughs> So, uh, okay. So how about this? You, you mentioned uh, video, but you, you were talking with Gary and that, that was a lot of social, um, two, this is a two part question. And okay. that is, uh, short form content like TikTok and oh. YouTube. Um, how, inf- how important is YouTube to SEO? Because I, if I'm not mistaken, that used to, you could create a video with transcribed and you could, you, it would show up in uh, SEO search at the top, but I think that that's gone away. Um, and then can you build a TikTok page for business, for a service business that actually would be worth the time of doing it? So I love that you asked the TikTok question. It's come up a lot. Okay. Um, and my social media team has grown significantly and we're dabbling, mm-hmm. dabbling TikTok. But in order to do like a paid TikTok campaign, I think you, I think it's like a minimum of like forty or fifty thousand dollars. It's pretty expensive. Oh wow! But you can but you can create a like a personal page. Or yeah. Use air quotes, um, and use it. And I have a a friend of mine who owns a plumbing company in Oklahoma who's dabbling with it, and she's been getting business from it, which really? is really cool. So she sends it to me. Um, I think there's something there, and I'm willing to go down, especially because moms of TikTok exist, and those are great customers. So. Um, Anyhow, I think that that's something that is going to uh, evolve into something more, and I'm interested to see how it goes. But I, I want to talk about video. Um, I mean, you, I think you know this, but Google owns YouTube, so yep. clearly there's value in having um, YouTube videos. Um, I'm a huge fan of video. Video Same. creates emotion. It needs to be short form, like you had said. Um, okay, so vid- when you say that, so I want to. Sorry, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but yep. somebody listening might not understand exactly what I'm saying, what you just said there, and I want to kind of explain it so you said short short form like let's um like is it's short form a certain time period and if it's longer than short form is that bad so i don't think it's bad tersh i just think that you have to be able to to capture somebody's attention right so so people get distracted quickly so it's got to be if you have a five minute video it's like why are you going to be able to really hold them for five minutes um i just think most is the answer is no 
that being said, you can have that video transcribed. So there's all that content, in it, throw it into a blog or whatever, throw it into a testimonials page and it adds value to your site. Mm-hmm. So that's for like, say, SEO purposes. Mm-hmm. If it's straight up like, can I set the hook on the consumer, the homeowner and get them to actually call me type of video, 60, 90 seconds max is all you need. Do not forget to close caption it. Do not forget to close caption it. That is extremely important. We have two deaf employees at Rhino, which put, forced us into doing closed captions, say, six years ago. Wow. That's huge to close caption it because a lot of times people might be at work mm-hmm. and they can't hear your video, but they can use that closed caption, right? Because it's not going to distract anybody else when they're watching videos. Is there any SEO value to closed caption or is just that that conversion? So again, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, nowhere will you read that it is. I believe it is. Okay. I believe it is. So, I mean, really you can have, I mean, t- you can have the entire video transcribed anyhow. So that way all the content is yeah. in the post somewhere, but I believe it does. Yes. So whenever you close caption, do you have to um, transcribe it and then put it back in, in order for the closed caption to work? Or can you just click a button and says closed caption and it turns it on? You can then- click a button, but it's not accurate, always accurate. So mm-hmm. you have to like, go back through it and make sure it matches. It does miss a lot. So, and and, because some people can hire like a third party to come in and do it for them. And like we do it in house. I mean, but I I don't just click the button because it's, it's never, it's never accurate. Well, with a, with a name like mine and the way it's spelled uh, that's, it always turns to church. Like, like people are going Ush. to church. Yeah. <laughs> church. And, and, and so, uh, yeah, I have to get them transcribed. Would you recommend a site for anybody that wants to try and try this out on their own, like for transcribing? Um, I don't know no. if I have a site to recommend. Um, I'm probably not the right person to ask that question. <laughs> I get it. Totally. Yeah. Y'all do it in house. Um, I'll, I'll research that too, because the one that we use, it's a great one. Um, uh, but I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. But with, so that, good being said, uh, yeah, with that being <laughs> said, well, um, whenever you put that, when you trans, when you do transcribe it and you put it on your site, like it's called Sonics, S-O-N-I-X is by the way. Um, Got it. But uh, when you do that, do you have to create into it? Like, do you leave it? All right. Tersh said this, Chris said this, Tersh said this, Chris said this, like, is that okay? Or do we need to actually like break it down, turn it into a blog post and which is a better result either way? No, I don't think you need to do that. I don't think you need to say Tersh says, Chris says, I think people can differentiate because it shows the human being that's talking when the closed captions on unless you're I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you create a blog post and like in your, on your website from that. Oh, so we don't. We don't, we don't use it that way. So here's a perfect example that I know you're talking about, like even with our podcast, yeah. um, we don't just have it transcribed. It's actually written by uh, Zach, who's on my podcast production team. And he mm-hmm. listens to podcasts and then just kind of almost shorthands it, if you will. Like, but he's oh, not, okay. so he'll take I me mean, cause otherwise that'd be a ton of content, yeah. right? A oh, ton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but then he'll, he'll write, like if we make any references, you know, he'll, you know, um, tag it, you know, do an alt, alt tag to it to, you know, where a, um, anchor text to it to connect. You know, I talked about, you know, Tersh and mm-hmm. Service Emperor, and now I connect Service Emperor link to go to Service Emperor's site. But it's more like, I would say it's shorthand. So, kind of like our reporting call listing and reporting team listens to every call that comes through every website for customers. Yeah. They don't write the entire thing out, they shorthand it. Mm. So that way, when we give it to you, the customer, you know, you know, 
this CSR took the call, it was SEO call, it was a call customer calling in, they weren't a past customer, blah, blah, blah. It gets like a shorthand information. It's enough of the info to get the point across, but not over the top content. Yeah, yeah. cool, man. We have so much stuff here and I could talk to you for days. <laughs> I mean, literally we could, but, uh, oh, Scott Oberg in the, in the live, fat, uh, live chat <clears throat> on Facebook, he's, uh, he's banking on that three months. Um, that, that you <laughs> about. cause, cause he's, a, he's you, a client of, of Rhino. Scott, he's part of the Rhino family, man. What's up, brother? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Cool. But <clears throat> so thank you again so much for, for coming on, on multiple shows today with me. Yeah, man, I, I'm excited. You know, man, you and me have become uh, good friends. I think it's because, you know, both of our hearts are in the right places. And uh, it makes it easy for us to, you know, to connect and because it's all genuine. Absolutely. Thanks again. And thank you for uh, any of the listeners and, and watchers of this episode. And if you have any questions at all, don't forget, um, it's rhinoss.com to reach out to the, the team at Rhino and to learn more about Rhino. They're on all the social media platforms. Did, have you by chance done a TikTok or have you created a TikTok channel? So no, but it's coming, <laughs> okay. but it's coming, it's right. coming. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, cool. So uh, check out everybody's stuff. I have a TikTok, but you know, it's boring stuff. So um, it, it'll be cool one day. Um, I'll, I'll try and get on, on Chris's level. But, the top tick. <laughs> yeah, cool guys. Well, thank you again for watching this episode or listening to this episode of Service Business Mastery Podcast. It's a podcast focused on service business owners, managers, and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves. So with that being said, until we talk again next week or tomorrow, uh, you have a wonderful day and uh, be safe out there. Mm-hmm.